Do you like sexy ladies in problematic situations? Do you like big muscular dudes with swords jumping around shouting and shit? Animals doing things that animals probably don't actually do? Well, you need some Japanese animation. That's right. I'm talking about anime, baby. Go to crunchyroll.com slash comedy button and sign up for a free month-long trial today. Anime baby on Crunchyroll. Hello and welcome to La Bumba. The world's leading Labumba audio podcast, weekly right here on Labumba Clot Radio. I'm your host, Brian Altano. With me is Scott Bromley. Richie! Max Scoville. Oh, you Bumba Clot body boy right near the beach. Marty Sleva. Oh, and that's it. That's everyone. I did it. I did it. Cool. Did I forget anyone? Did I forget anyone at all? You forgot the big if anybody bopper. Got, if anybody got forgotten. And Ryan Scott. Uh, Hello, baby. I am also here. Okay, good. Nice to see you guys. Hey, sorry before that introduction. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I don't know what the LaBumba thing was. Yeah, we, was, it was, it was shit. was I mean, you, go, you mispronounced LaBumba. You, you can do whatever yeah. you want. That's I was, what people don't really understand. That's the music of the sound of the ears. You can make any sounds you want in That's the why I did the God. famous Richie scene from LaBumba. Yeah, yeah I you want to do. I noticed. Imagine yeah. if we had musical instruments and talent instead of just talking about yeast infections and whatever the fuck we do on this yeah podcast. we'd be a jam yeah. band and that would be awful yeah it'd be really none Princess, of us have the discipline to be Princess anything more than a jam yeast band. infections yep. now tell me about it <laughs> yeah. you know what like the worst part of jazz is jazz is 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 good we'll call it that yeah that's the most terrible part of no jazz. the worst part of Just jazz the is the first like they they're warming up a little bit and then nothing really happens and then the song starts but most jazz songs don't just start like uh, with a guy like doom, 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 like the Ren and Stimpy song does, but there's a, that first four seconds of jazz where it's just like five dudes playing an instrument that say they're like, and it just goes. And like, oh wait, should you talk? Wait, wait. Yeah. Just like everyone gets yeah, excited yeah. at the exact same no, time. No, like like jazz is somewhere between volleyball and concept art. It's yep. just there's <laughs> some. It's sort of a team based thing, and it's not really finalized. And that's and sometimes you get something really cool out of it, but like. I don't know if, if if fucking like Joe Johnson or Ralph McQuarrie were on a game show together and they had to like f- bounce a ball around while drawing spaceships. Yeah, it's like I, it's maybe not. For you the hear best. a lot about you hear this shit a lot when you when you hear, like hear jazz on the radio or like you would go to a jazz club or something. They're like, oh, this next group is a very progressive jazz, and you're like, oh, so you mean it's white people doing not jazz? <laughs> like it's white people being like, no, we're in a band that just plays a little softer than rock because mm-hmm. white people doing jazz is usually like it's completely rhythmic. There's no one in the corner just being like, I'm gonna do saxophone for seven minutes you guys cool and everyone's just kind of working with it it's just a bunch of people doing like a they're like well we could be sublime but you know what if we just did a little less reggae a little more jazz i don't know i saw the film la la land several times and the whites (laughs) saved jazz yeah apparently they did (laughs) they did they thank god yeah the guy from drive showed up and he bought that that hamburger joint and turned it back into a a good old music hall yeah Yeah, i forgot about true story um that was a good time marty you actually you kind of got me into jazz talking about miles davis on this podcast oh yeah that's right scotches of spain one of my favorite yeah thing. yeah which is good it's it's not i like super i like really downbeat stuff i've been listening to uh fuck what's it called it's um it's my favorite album it's called yeah fuck what's it called it's by uh, Thelonious Monk, no man. it's it's uh it's <laughs> called, called Thelonious monks fuck what's it called is one of the best jazz records yeah. of all time you know what my it's, favorite it's, jazz record is oh jazz <laughs> <laughs> by optimus prime oh jazz i listen to a lot of jazz albums where it's just jazz from transformers <laughs> making transforming noises over flutes i hate getting jazz all over my hands yeah that's a big problem jazz Jazz in my face jazz in my mouth jazz in my tits i think you got jazz on your forehead once yeah i did yeah yeah that's how you really your own music or others yeah 
Both? No. What, <laughs> no. My own. No, was, others. Was, what do you mean? Others like a bunch of there's just four dudes. No, I meant like the like the no, others. It, no, Brian walked. was involved in a real long jazz solo and yeah. he got it all over his forehead. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, sometimes happens. it happens, you know. Sometimes the music likes to hit yeah. you in the third eye. Here's the thing about jazz: it's, you can't tell it where to go. Did nope. you know that's what the band Third Eye Blind was about? Playing jazz yeah, so it's, hard it's, that all of a sudden it blinds your third eye because it it's, it's about Christopher Elbows or whoever leads that band getting jazzes. I made up a name of the man in that band. That's not his name at all. What is his Good, name? Is, have you know, guys? You, I wish you could step off. off have that you guys ledge gone back and rewatched their music videos since living in San Francisco? No, I didn't watch their music videos the first time. They live in the mission. Okay, yeah, they they they're local. Uh, or they were, and before they were, I never liked before them. they got in a Zeppelin explosion and died. Mm-hmm. Um, but their video for like for the Semi Charm Life, which is about it's the most cheerful song about meth addiction, that came out probably twenty years ago at this point, and uh-huh. it's got them riding Harleys around like all over San Francisco and all these places that we probably passed through on our Uber drive here. Yeah. Like, and it's really weird because like that was on TV when I was a kid, and I was like, they're in some fucking some city. I don't I don't care what, and then I'll riding well, Harleys. Yeah, it's which weird. is really weird because I see like, a lot of Harleys out here. Like, you guys also like you seem like I don't know, like bus people. I the weird, the weird yeah. thing with like music like that is that like I feel like when like if one of us travels to a foreign country during a certain administration of presidency, we become unwitting ambassadors of that country mm-hmm. at the time. And music is the same with like the fans that represent it, right? Like an album could be fucking awesome, but if I meet a really shitty person who fucking loves that album, like I'm like fuck that band. I hate yeah. that. Like yeah. that, mm-hmm. that that person will ruin that for me. Like it's kind of fucked up. So who did so, you meet who loved Third Eye Blind? Awful people. Really? Dude, yeah. Dude, 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 I don't know dude, anybody. Dude. I, oh, wait. No, that's not true. I knew yeah, a, no. I went I to school. Knew, sorry, 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 sorry. I take that back. I knew a very horrible man who loved that, yeah. <laughs> loved that band. Oh, uh, yeah. Of course. It's not hard to find. You just look at like, any like, concert of their of their. I always work. get them yeah. mixed up with Train. Yeah, it's fine. Well, they're gross too. They're, like they still live in the mission and are like trying to like go to bars and pick up like twenty two year girls. And I'm like, they you still, guys were doing this literally two decades ago. They still live in the mission. They still live in the mission. Wow. At least Singer does. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Never got don't into do it. Don't do that. That was not right. really that well, was not my thing. Was that were they part of like a movement? Like a whole bunch of other bands like them? To me it is the like trivia movement of the nineties. It's just those songs just like, Oh yeah, I remember that song. Yeah, yeah. I definitely remember Semisonic. I remember the Verve. Right. I remember right. Verve Pipe. Like, oh, yeah, I remember Verve Pipe. Yeah, everyone remembers like yeah, one or two was, songs. Most of them were about abortions at some yeah. point. How the fuck yeah. is how, how how were Verve and Verve Pipe like competing bands of the almost the same That name? would really suck. Yeah. yeah. That was weird. That was a weird time. I don't well, know. There was there was like I, I think what happened was like we we had grunge for a little while, and then people and then were like, the gin blossoms came out and ruined yeah. it. Yeah, that's exactly it. People were like, "Oh man, I want something that isn't like this fucking obnoxious cock rock shit from the '80s." And grunge was like, "Hey, we're fucking miserable. Can we hang out?" And people were like, "Yeah, we're miserable too. This works." Mm-hmm. And after like a couple months, they were like, "Dude." You guys are fucking really getting us down, and they're yeah. like, "Don't worry, that most blind of us- melon guy killed himself." Yeah. Yeah. Most of us will, will kill ourselves. Yeah. That's it. Uh, and then we got just back to shitty rock that was just became just like the, every, everything you put on. It wasn't even like it wasn't hard or soft. It was just like there, just fluttered until you know you yeah. die. It like, was a lot of like leather jackets that weren't threatening. Yeah, it was just yeah. <laughs> sort of like I don't know what are you doing there. Well, it's like oh, I never got into Lincoln Park because it was just like oh, you just took a bunch I mean, of that's, elements. That's a leap, another direction. You know, yeah. Well, it was an evolution of the of the soft rock of the nineties. Lincoln Park falls very squarely in this sort of like slightly, I would say, considerably smarter approach to what Limp Bizkit was trying to do. Yeah, but still falling into that same trap of being like, we're going to crossbreed 
like rapid metal, right? Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna add in. We're more gonna system add in like down. So uh, that, I think yeah, that, that, that was. I would love them all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, no, but like Lincoln Park specifically was like a little bit of we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna roll in anime and. uh and, Boom, and also turntablism, and you're like, maybe just don't kill the lily. Like, yeah, maybe yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's Homer, the car built for Homer. It's like just kind of. They were like, yeah. they were like graffiti T-shirt the band. You yeah. Know? yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, don't do graffiti on a wall. Do it on a T-shirt because the cops won't hate it. But you'll still show people you like graffiti yep. and hip hop. You know the four elements of hip hop: rapping, breakdancing, graffiti, and spiritual liberalist <laughs> <laughs> like shit like it's fine and like it's totally fine but i think what, p- what pissed me off about limp biscuit was i saw one uh, again their fans were terrible but i saw one of their videos once where it's like raining and this dude is just going to fucking town on these turntables and there's no scratching in the song and it's like what are you doing yeah like you're mi- you're miming and yeah. like i i vanilla dj vanilla. Yeah. like i was djing at the time and i was like you're not actually doing that like that's not actually like what are you doing back there and it's in the yeah. rain too. Yeah, fred Durst is a weird dude yeah, he's, and he's like really good. He's like best friends with David Fincher, and I thought, I'm like, what are you doing? Really? Like, that's like the weirdest divide between yeah. like a, a dude with talent and his best friend who doesn't I, have talent. So I have this theory yeah. that, that Fred Durst is fucking awesome. Like, I think he's I think he's a genuinely cool guy who just happened to be in like is sort any of, evidence for this theory. Um, he fucked Britney Spears. Is that cool. true? Yeah, that means Allegedly. him and Kevin Federer yeah, are know. the coolest guys. <laughs> no, I mean, so he went on. He, he uh, what is it? He like. He was in Olympus. He he directed like most of their videos. Yeah, which is not it's not saying a whole lot, but like he he was trying to do something. He wasn't just like yeah, get a get a director in here and have him direct us. You he know, directed a movie. He directed a Jesse Eisenberg uh, movie yeah, that was yeah, actually yeah, decent. He directed. Yeah. It wasn't. I don't think it was Jesse Eisenberg. No, it, was it was a different one. It's it's not like Anton uh, Yelkin or something. It's not Charlie Wilson's War. It's Charlie it was Bartlett. Anthony, yeah, it was Charlie Bartlett. Yeah. That's the one. It's the one where the kid it, he becomes like a psychiatrist at his own school. Fred Durst directed this. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. He directed a movie that was like everyone was like, uh, hey, so like I know we sound like we're fucking crazy people who got dosed at a film festival. <laughs> just got back. From from fucking uh, from Sundance, Fred Durst. Yes, Fred Durst of Limp Bizkit directed a movie, I mean, and we all really like it. And no, and like I feel like it was one of those. Things we, it was like it, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects are like on, they're like they're decent horror movies. Yeah, but like, that's mm-hmm. but that's because yeah. that's on brand for fucking for Rob Zombie. Yeah, you're yeah. like oh Rob Zombie went and made movies that sort of almost have zombie people in them. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, but with Fred Durst, you're like okay, so you're gonna make movies where like cars try to fuck or something. Yeah, like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, you made a quiet what? character study. Yeah, and yeah. then he made another one that was about a, like a, a a black girl playing like football in high school. He at the like, apex of his fucking awful rap rock phase. He did a song with Method Man and DJ Premier, which on a billion levels broke my heart. Because yeah. like that was one of the, one of the best rappers in the world at the time from my favorite rap group, and uh, produced by my favorite DJ producer in the world. Okay, so he didn't do Charlie Bartlett, but what? What which is do? the one he did? First of all, his his first one uncredited on IMDb is the Fred Durst sex tape. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in oh, 2005. IMDb, hit. Yeah. That, then there is another IFC classic. Then there is the Jesse Eisenberg film. Oh, okay. Education of Charlie Banks. Oh. Oh, that's so good. The, the fuck, fuck is, is Charlie Bartlett? That, that's the one with uh, Robert oh, Downey Jr. Too many, oh. and Anton Yelkin. Okay. 
Um, and then wait, wait, was that the right synopsis though? Is that it was the education of? Sure, they're all the same. Maybe okay. you've seen another one. It's called The Education of Charlie I mean, Bucket. Charlie it's called Wilson. Willy Wonka, motherfuckers. <laughs> Don't eat was... the chocolate unless it's in the sewer. Then I mean, it's got Char- gold in it. Like Charlie Wilson's War is about one of the members of the Gap Band <laughs> trying to fuck Julie Roberts. It's great. Then there was... Yeah, well, it's Charlie Bucket's War is trying to stop Slugworth from getting that everlasting gobstopper <laughs> You secrets. dropped a bomb on me. <laughs> then there was the Ice Cube the Ice Cube Project, The Long Shots. Oh, wow. About a girl who wants to play right. football. Okay. Yeah. Maybe so, we're gassing up his, uh, his pedigree a bit there. But then he directed the video for Gold Cobra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's, there's a, I think there's like a, a, a Jack Handy joke or something about how like bands are great until like the drummer decides he wants to wear like one hat and just to be like funny or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that, that drummer in the case of, of Limp Bizkit was Wes Borland who was like, I'm going to dress up like some fucked up voodoo raver tribal man with like giant weird contact lenses. Yeah. And everyone else is like, no, nah, man, we just went to PacSun, dude. Like, can we like have a style guide here? Man. Yeah. If only there was like a better hat metaphor for the band limp biscuit like say say like the front man wearing a red backwards hat <laughs> nah, that? No, that was that was just his head <laughs> he doesn't actually was, uh, he has that grafted onto his skull that way yeah. yeah well somewhere out there there's a there's a wonderful write-up about how the prevalence of red dickies that he was wearing in the video for nookie uh helped will hot topic into existence because they were one of the first like like companies to be like Oh, that's actually a thing people want to buy. Uh, red Dickies. Nobody's selling Red Dickies. Let's get on that. They exist. They sell right. them to fucking marching band people and like eccentric welders, I guess. But, I think like, that like the worst part of all that and was, then, again, the, the audience, the fans, was that it empowered this fucking f- army of like gas station working quasi racist like hat one foot in yeah, the yeah man I dated all for the nookie well yeah one foot in like the hip hop pool like backwards hat wearing like tribal tattoo like yeah. Asian friendship tattoo thing on their arm or whatever those type of guys yep. to suddenly become like the loudest guys in the room because they had a mascot and that fucking sucked like going to parties in the nineties watching girls that I was like oh, I like her and I like I paint <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like no I'm gonna oh, fuck the limp biscuit guy instead yeah like there was so much of that and that's probably where a lot of my resentment Dude, I, never, I never fucking thought about that, but like you were, I was like in fucking middle school, and this is a I was thing. Yeah, same. yeah, you guys in were in college and like yeah. trying to actually. You were like no, Olympus. Like, I feel like I was having, having, having to compete sex, with like yeah. Pete Wentz. Was that college? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Really? I thought it was high school. I'm almost positive Olympus was a high school thing because I knew a bunch of kids that had that fucking red backwards hat. Well, you I mean, that, that was the red backwards hat was uh, that was significant other, but like three dollars was it? No, the red backwards hat was uh, the girl at Schindler's List. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah. So what's I? I don't. I, I'm trying to time their discography. So they they came up. Don't. I remember reading about. Them and, <laughs> is this like? Is this like a a, a just a oral history of Limp Bizkit? Because I mean, it could be. Can we no, talk this, about the fact that our Kennedy assassination. Can we talk about the Where fact were you? that uh, tonight we recorded two episodes? The first one we tried to decipher what a yeast infection was. No, for me, and it was. And now we we're trying to, to do the same thing. By, by the way, by the way, <laughs> Brian, it, that song was released in 1999. So for me, it was when I was in college. Right, so I was still in high school. Yeah. yeah. Well, they had they had uh, was it three dollar bill y'all? That yeah. was their first uh, their first big album that yeah. kind of came over. And then there was significant other, which is the one that had the yeah. Then there was I eat ass pussy on the first date. That was a big hit. Then. Wow! No, they don't, no, it was actually called uh, Chocolate Starfish in the, the hot, hot dog, dog flavored water. water. I remember yeah. that album. Shit which was a, which Corvette was, a was funny, another big Limp Bizkit It was a song. funny, a funny, subtle goof about um, uh, buttholes and and uh, 
And the things and coming, and the, I think it was coming in buttholes. Yeah. Buttholes and where to find them. Yeah. 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 Uh, there was also a 25 cigarettes, yo dog. That was a great, <laughs> great that was a mixtape, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. Featuring Nas. Are you just making things up or yes. are these real? I mean, half of these are real, half of these made up. Why would I ever lie on this show? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, that was a weird time. That fucking sucked. Limp Biscuit was awful. To, to go dark real quick, I uh, I didn't. It took me a few days to kind of realize how much this fucked me up. But I got really fucked up by the Chris Cornell thing. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I I was realizing a. Uh, Are you a big Temple of the Dog fan? You're like shit. No, way, almost way, all gone. Way more Soundgarden. I never really liked Pearl Jam. So when they when those two like X Factor, I didn't really like all that. Like, yeah, every that was like Temple of the Dog was like a great. It was like a great album that Eddie Vedder kept trying to yell over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's what it was to me as a guy that didn't like Pearl Jam. Oh, I don't mind. Yeah, still don't call me Jeremy. Like, get out of here, dude. Stop it. <laughs> uh, no, but I listened to Soundgarden through like some like the of the fucking dark years of my you know adolescence, and then realizing that like, oh, Chris Cornell, like he's he's probably the the best male singer that has ever like in in my generation. Uh, he made probably the best Bond song of the last twenty years. Dude, he yeah, made, I'm I'm like I don't. He have made the worst of- Timbaland album. <laughs> <laughs> That's no one remembers that, but no, he was really good. But I think the idea of somebody who was like 55 and they had their shit together, uh, killing themselves, that fucked me up because I was like, You're supposed to have your shit down by then. And it's like, yeah, Nope, it's... maybe you just never do. Like, I came home and I was telling my wife about it, and I was just kind of like, Hey, uh, so like, I walked home from work and I put my headphones on and just listened to a bunch of Chris Cornell, and it made me realize, like, I'm really fucked up about this, and I, I, it makes me worried that, like, you know, like for, for somebody who's battled some feelings of, of depression and dealt with and been around people who are creative types who've been battling this their entire lives, I'm like, you kind of hope there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it should strike around 50-something. Yeah, yeah. That's, nope. that's what Hunter S. Thompson did to me. Yeah. Uh, like, I was like, oh, yeah, like, eventually you grow out of it, you know, and it's at the same time, there's you're also like, no, it's, it's, it's a fucking... It's always sort of a tiger at bay. Like you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta fucking fight that that thing off, and you know, keep an eye on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's funny. like I'm a couple years younger than you. You're close-ish to my brother's age, and I remember my brother, like the first, like he was the one who got me into music. But I remember like when we finally got a CD player, the first three CDs he bought were Soundgarden, Nirvana, and Stone Temple Pilots. Right, and, and that, look at and that. now I'm like, well, that's fucking crazy, yeah. right? Like that trifecta of being like, I mean, like being. In middle school, and Kurt Cobain killed himself, and then uh, Scott Weiland basically he died more times death. than a cat. Yeah, yeah, like he died dozens of times over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scott Weiland is like a, a modern day Rasputin. Like yeah. that dude is like he should not. <laughs> like I remember yeah. in fifth grade being like, like I'm I'm a fifth grader, and I think that everything's invincible, but yeah. like. How was that man alive? Yeah. And that was back then, right? And I mean, thinking about it, like, he died a couple years ago now, and then you had Chris Cornell now. So yeah. I think everyone's looking at Eddie Vedder being like, hey, dude, we, we got to put you, uh, like, in the, the 24 hour surveillance. Like, yeah. this is fucking dark. Yeah, it was weird, man. It's like, it's, it's fucked up. It's fucked up to have, like, musician heroes like that growing mm-hmm. up and then be like, oh, maybe that's not something you should bet on. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, handle I that know. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I wasn't really affected by it only because I. <laughs> I kind of thought he was already dead. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I mean, it, it's like all the people we listened to when we were kids are all dead anyway. So I, I just kind of lumped him into that whole group. Like, 
is Perry Farrell is is he dead yet? No, because <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. be surprised if he's dead. No, and he's ta- doing he's doing great. And it takes yeah. you a minute. It took you a minute to be like, is he dead? I don't know. I yeah. saw I everyone saw, is dying. I saw James Addiction open up for Nine Inch Nails like God, like eight years ago. And I mean, eight years ago was a hundred years, yeah. and a guy's like that's life. But he was fucking killing it. Like he's running around the stage. Oh, I'm sure. You know, looking like that weird like, Iggy fire a, skeleton I, I, man. I've that seen he Iggy is. Pop for the second time in like three years. That's in crazy, a couple right? Weeks, and also that. like ripped as yeah. shit. Yeah. What, so like seriously, what the, what the fuck is it that like Iggy Pop and Keith Richards and Ozzy Osbourne are all still alive, but like Michigan, they got that like eighties yeah. that eighties crack, dude. That was a kind of like the eight, the nineties crack. I think made you kill yourself. That or, was good crack. Wreck your family. Eighties crack was like yeah. was like fucking you know Professor Hulk shit. nineties crack was like Bobby and Whitney. It made you like Alex. a smart, dangerous <laughs> truck of a man. Like I saw the fuck down Mark Millar. Who the fuck is Professor? <laughs> like Hulk? I saw like, a, like, like I saw Alice Cooper, and he was he's a clean living dude. But I saw yeah. Alice Cooper uh, a couple of months ago. I was like. Fuck you! Feed my Frankenstein sounds exactly yeah. like it did in no, Wayne's dude, World. Yeah. Well, then, you get, shit. then you get guys like Henry Rollins, where people are like, how, "How are you alive?" And he's like, "I didn't do any of the drugs that they were yeah. passing around. Like, I had a cigarette in '79. Oh no, I'm just uh, I'm uh, I'm fucking scary. Yeah. You actually you yeah. equate scariness with doing drugs, but I'm just a fucking scary dude. <laughs> yeah. You're I, like I, Jesus I, shit. I wake up, I eat four quail eggs, I do 900 push-ups. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I fly to Thailand, <laughs> fight a cop. <laughs> I, a neighborhood and I pick up all the Pottery Barn catalogs and I burn them in a big pyre um, i do elizabeth ernst miller asked which transition is into this conversation we're having here uh what game or book or movie or other form media was the most important to your mental health one flew over the cuckoo's nest hands down without question really in a fucking heartbeat the book uh, or movie? book in the movie uh the book specifically um the movie's good but the book is like on another fucking level jack nicholson's not in the book though uh <laughs> It is if you watch the movie first, and then read the book, and then imagine Jack Nicholson's there. Same way with the point. Uh, oh, that's Ian. cheating. That's cheating. Yeah. No, judges. You can inject <laughs> no. Daniel Craig in all kinds of Ian Fleming books if you watch <laughs> Casino Royale and then read Ian Fleming novels. Uh, We're not talking about the goddamn James Bond books again. Yeah. We, we, could, we could. We could. We could. Go, Ro- go, Roger, go Roger, read the official novelization. Yeah, Roger Moore passed Roger away Moore today. Passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Go read the official novelization of Avatar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't do that ever. Yeah. Don't do that. Imagine those special effects. If you, Tell me that's if you a even book see that book, you need to get out of there because you're in like a book outlet mall. <laughs> uh, no, there's a line in in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which is about it's about a guy of like a free spirited dude who winds up in a mental institution because he's like too free spirited. It's very yep. much kind of a, a sign of the time of the '60s. Uh, there's a, a bit in there where they wind up going. Like they go on a fucking a boating trip, and one of the dudes is uh, kind of the main dude, R.P. McMurphy. Is uh, he's leaning back in his chair on this boat, and he's balancing. And there's this, there's this bit about there's a single sentence in there that just made me just just fucking love everything and just and kind of piece things together, where everything's going to shit. Like somebody stabs himself with a fish hook, and there's like hookers running around on the boat, and one of the middle inmates is like falling off the boat, and everything's just going very badly. And he's leaning backwards and he's laughing and he's balancing himself. And the kind of the narrator is like, oh, I get it. He's 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 found a balance because without like without humor, like you just see pain and without pain, you just see humor. you got to find a proper balance between the two. And that's that's life. Uh, and that's I mean, that's the show for to yeah. a certain extent. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Um, I read that book when I was uh, job hunting. I think I was I was still living at home. My mom was unemployed, uh, and I was 
looking around for like part-time work to help pay the rent to like, so we could live in a house. Uh, and I had it in my backpack and I'd been going and going around like passing out like applications and resumes and stuff throughout Sonoma and was just like, this is all fucked up. I'm starting school soon. I'll get financial aid. That'll be good. But like things were pretty fucking dark and it was like, it was the January after I graduated high school and I was just like, you know what? Uh, I've handed out a bunch of applications. I should read this book. And I'm sitting in the fucking Sonoma Plaza at this on this bench, and I, I read that sentence, and I swear to fucking God, uh, I finished that chapter, and I was like, I'm going to go, you know, pound pavement and just go pass out resumes and just do this. And I stood up after reading that line, and the fucking clouds parted, and it was like a beautiful sunny day. Holy shit. And literally everything since then has gotten better in my life. Fuck. Like, yeah. It's amazing. Uh, Thanks. Jack so that's Nicholson. a great, that's a great fucking book. Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. He did not write that he, book. Jack Nicholson was the wonderful author of one floor of the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. Jack Nicholas wrote the <laughs> yeah. book actually no. in between yeah. those no, rounds. Ken, of Ken Kesey, one floor of the cuckoo's nest. Danny DeVito wrote the forward. Book. That's true. That uh, was a good, that the was large good, Indian man wrote the epilogue. Yeah. What about you, Marnie? The cuckoo's uh, a bird and it's a bird that kicks the other birds out of a nest. Put an egg in his mouth. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have a. I don't think I have like one specific. I feel like a lot of mine. I have a lot of like works of art that are very much like this is like a chapter break in my life, and it's just so happened to be a really special thing at an important time, whether it was a good yeah. time or a bad time. Uh, two I go back to are there was a like the the relationship I had in college, and its demise is pretty much what caused me to move out here. The day before my graduation to move out to San Francisco, which was the best decision of my life. Did you not graduate? Uh, I mean, I graduated. I just never walked or got my diploma. Like, I, you can go back and get it. I don't want it. It's I'm sitting fine. in the chair in the I'm rain. <laughs> I feel like someone in Milwaukee in the last like nine years has cleaned it up. Yeah. Probably. yeah. Um, but our first date, we saw the movie, the fountain, which oh, is like Jesus. literally yeah, yeah, yeah. probably my favorite movie of the last mm-hmm. 10 or 15 years. Yep. And then uh, stuff, it's, I fucking adore it. And then uh, we ended up breaking up and I was always like, this is your fault. Like you were the bad person here. I need to run away. And then I played the game braid when it came out, which came out like six to nine months after I moved out here. Right. And there's a, like a twist at the end of that game and what, like playing through that. And then the space I had, away from the relationship and then just what I'd learned out here. I was like, oh, that's not how relationships work. Like, right. you, There's not a good guy and a bad guy. And if you think there's a good guy and a bad guy, you can probably view it from a different angle and everything's different. Uh, and I feel like that was what, like, as dumb as it is that a fucking Aronofsky movie and a Jonathan Blow game taught me that. I feel like that no, was, that's not no, dumb. That's, that's that was like, like the a, first time, like, <laughs> relationships to me, I was like, viewed them in a mature way. Right, right. No, if you were, if you were like a... a first a, evidence a, I've heard of that game is not completely worthless. Whoa! Really? really? Yeah. Oh, I hate Braid. Oh. One Up gave it an A plus. That's because that's Nick sucked. That's because I was a great review. That's because I wasn't there to knock it down a couple pegs. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Mario Galaxy. <laughs> why? Why would you put a dinosaur in the game and all he does is talk? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you haven't noticed, everything is horrible. So if you want to retain any last sliver of sanity, you should probably get some earbuds to block it all out. And hey, maybe you already have some, but life is impermanent. So go to tweakedaudio.com and grab a backup pair of durable, tangle-free, and noise-canceling earbuds in one of seven styles and seven colors so you can drown out the sounds of the dystopian hellscape that is everyday life. Again, that's tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code GEEKBOX at checkout for 33% off your purchase and free worldwide shipping. 
No, I like, I like the idea of, I, like, of you're, you're like, yeah, I mean, I, it's just a, a Darren Aronofsky movie and a Jonathan Blow game. Like, I just, uh, I mean, it's not. It's a, yeah, yeah, that was, like, the most pretentious. If you, if you, yeah, yeah. No, if you, if you were, like, a fucking. Uh, Don't worry, I got a real Long Island one. <laughs> like a Zack Snyder movie and, like, a Cliff Blazinski game. I'd yeah. Be like, yeah, I see where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you find your, yeah, yeah, you find your things justice. everywhere. Yeah. I heard did it all for yeah. the nookie and I knew. No. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, what do you got? Uh, mine is uh, Billy Joel's Vienna. Mm. Every time. That's my favorite dessert, Billy at, Joel's Vienna. Every time. <laughs> oh, my God. That vanilla cream. Is do you remember that? Oh, God, those fucking Viennetta commercials that made that ice know, cream. It's so, that, so that, decadent and elegant. You guys know, know so much more about <laughs> snack food commercials than I do. Yeah, you're talking to a bunch uh, of former fat dudes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Billy Joel's Vienna. I listen to it every like on repeat every time I lose a job. Every time. And it's just something I do. And I feel... I don't feel better-ish, but I'm like, it's okay. Can I ask you something? Vienna will wait for you. Do you ever listen to it when you're not losing a job? It's in my jukebox. Okay, so you'll put it on and I just... I fucking love that song. So you can hear it, like, it'll cheer you up even when, like, it's not directly it'll, it'll, connected to something it, dark. It's, like, if I'm, like, stressed out, I will put that on and I'm like, okay, yep, you're right, Billy. Slow down. You move too fast. That's awesome. Vienna will wait for you. I think. I think that's like that's the. You run the risk sometimes of like connecting something that you really love to something like that that can destroy that has destroyed mm-hmm. you, and then it's sort of like you have that bridge there forever. But that's good that you were able to to fight past. That's that. like one of my not big fears, but like that's the thing I do try to keep in mind is like conditioning yourself, yeah. and associating something you love with something bad you know and being mm-hmm. like like i so jay-z's black album uh got me through my first serious breakup like like real bad one and like i love that i love that record but it's a i pretty also, pretty much perfect hip-hop record. yeah yeah Front but to back. i i don't it's outside a, it's of a, just the beat on justify dude, your that's thug, a that's a fucking is, come on get out of here <laughs> yeah <laughs> Really, just I mean, you got to justify it harder yeah. a little bit, it's just a teeny bit. Yeah, it doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit. Um, Only I think this is club banger. I know you got to do one or two, but come on. Yeah, but uh, that record, like I, I just put that on. I don't know why. It was just. It was. It was. I think I. I think I came out of like listening to the the the, the gray album, the mashup with uh, Beatles. Beatles, Beatles White oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just was like, this is uh, this will help me, you know. And it's like the, at the same time, it's like that's a good autobiography with a wonderful, wonderful uh, Rick, you know rick rubin samples in the background <laughs> yeah like, all right that works out but uh i also don't listen to it a whole lot because it does bring me back to like some pretty fucking dark times mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's like i kind of i kind of poison the waterhole there music has a weird way of doing that i also like I, there's a lot of like uh you'll watch there'll be like a show it's like people say like oh dexter ends at season three right like mm-hmm. he, like rita dies or whatever the fuck spoilers no one cares and then the show ends right uh, but instead, it went on for like three other seasons. I feel like that's what uh, the black album is for Jay Z. <laughs> like it's that's his that's his like it's or it's, you know like that movie AI has like seven endings. Uh-huh. Like yeah. you stopped at one of them. But Jay Z like six times after that was like I'm not retired. Here's Magna Carta, Holy Grail. Yeah, like, I don't want to stop you know, that. No, yeah. Stop doing that. Here's the the twenty twenty. It's like stop it. Yeah. Like, Here's that verse on monsters or whatever the yeah. fuck. Yeah. Blockness. <laughs> Our real monsters. <laughs> Heart disease. Yeah. And you're like no no no. no it's just a black album that's it and then you died in a vicious car crash yeah. uh from the cop from the 99 problems video <laughs> that's it rick rubin's bison sat on you and killed you that's <laughs> the end of your life that's all lemonade ryan you got it's anything crazy he should have gone 55 with the 54 <laughs> 
Um, mine's some something a little more recent, but Inside Out. Oh no. yeah, yeah. That's it's, it's a great movie. That movie fucks me up. That Dude, is fucking, a... Pixar needs to fucking quit it. <laughs> like, don't worry, they have Cars three coming this summer. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is the greatest movie I've ever seen about depression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You would love. You're the worst season two. You would adore yeah. you're the worst season two if you like. Yeah. yeah. If you, if if you, you want you some like, real talk about you, depression? If you want a realistic portrayal of depression, you will love Specifically the sec- season two. Specifically yeah. season two. Mm-hmm. Was season one really happy and. No. No, no everyone was just humorously just, fucked up. It's a and show then, yeah. called You're the Worst. It's. Okay. Probably pretty. Yeah, cool. I mean, the the reason that Inside Out works as a movie about depression is because so much of it is saccharine, and You're the Worst is very similar in that it builds up. <clears throat> Uh, that the all the characters are quote unquote normal and they have no mental health problems. And then season two hits and it's just like oh well, they, had, they hinted at the mental health problems in the in the pilot. Yeah, but I mean that they handed out problems in the pilot. They're like he's an alcoholic and she's a junkie and everyone loves this and this is this is. But season two was just like. No, it, what if we dig into like what yeah. this is realistically and the fact that one person doesn't know how to deal with the other person? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What if that one show, person will lay that, on a couch for three days, not move? What mm-hmm. if that shows like Dragon Ball and they just get more and more depressed? So they keep going because they, they power just, up. They, they become like they become like, but like the opposite, and so they have like energy blasts yeah. like, down. down to the ground. Sure, like, sure, sure. I can't move. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's just like a puddle of of like orange liquid by the end of it? Yeah, yeah that's like, kind of Gretchen at the end of yeah, season two, yeah. underneath Jesus. the underneath the blanket yeah. for three episodes. I should watch this. Reverse Dragon Ball Z. This sounds great. It's definitely Reverse Dragon Ball Z. That's great. Yeah, its art is also by Akira Toriyama. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Who is horribly depressed? Yeah. Yep. Dude, that that dude. Like, I I read through all the fucking the manga for that, and he has these like wonderful little like liner notes where he's like. Yeah, this is great. I, I love to I love to draw pictures of, of kids fighting. It's fun. It's great to do karate and it's cute. And then like ten years later, he's like, "Yeah, the family dog died. Uh, I have back problems because I draw the fucking karate fights all the time. Uh, and they they made an anime out of this. And they're they're like, there's too much money involved. You got to keep drawing. Anyway, I'll see you next month. Fuck. Fucking idiots. And you're like, what the fuck? Fuck, that's so fucking bleak. Yeah, it's yeah. really it's really dark. Like. Uh, the uh, the culture of of uh, I think they're called uh, mangaka with like it's basically Japanese comic artists who write and draw and ink all that shit at once. They're like, yeah, my uh, I have spine problems, I'm <laughs> dying. My wife left me. You know what they call those She's in America now? Internet television producers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. God. Yeah, that's true. Got back problems. Never see yeah. my wife. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Nathan McCurney says, "This is an interesting one. Should your wife be your best sex partner, or should you settle?" Wait, what? Yeah, that's a that's a tricky one. That's a that's a fucking checkmate ass question because first of all, like, if our wives this have got yeah, exactly, this is this, another but, one of those gotcha questions. Yeah. Like, oh, you can't so, answer this one. Well, so let me let me reposition his question then to help you guys because I think the way he's saying is I think so, there's more yeah. criteria than that. Yeah, so well, I'm trying. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to power through it real quick. Um, he's saying is like, should your wife be your best sex partner? So the way I'm answering that is, is he saying that like, say you're on this like sexual journey through life, you find the best sex you've had yet, and you do everything you can to wife that woman. That seems like a bad move. Yeah, yeah. I, I, agree. Terrible, I right. agree. Right, right. So, answering the question from that perspective, I'm saying no. No, yeah. right? If you if you do so, it, if you do it that way, yeah. I mean, not also, necessarily. Also, no. Con- I mean, conversely, yeah. conversely, also depend on how you define best. Yeah. Also, conversely, <laughs> if you find somebody who you you are totally compatible with in every every possible fucking walk of life, and the sex is fine, whatever. 
should you be like, mm, keep moving on. I gotta find right. better sex. Uh, sex tends to get better as you get to know somebody more. Yeah, it does. And if, assuming you communicate and you, you know, you, you're on the same page. Probably not. That's something you can improve with. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> also such a um, statistically tinier in relationship to the rest of the universe of a relationship. Yep. Uh, part of what a marriage is like it's you're you wake up together every single day you don't necessarily have sex every morning but you probably have coffee and if she's she's got to be really good at making coffee she can't make coffee like yeah that's it's probably something you'll have to deal with worse if you're like you had great sex last night but she burns the kitchen down every time she makes coffee or like we can't like we're disasters our house is a fucking wreck or like we we don't know how to pay the bills or talking is hard or she's not funny dude i like those I, are big things coffee i could get <laughs> i was making fun of you for the coffee thing with the rest of them actually yeah oh, i'm just yeah, saying yeah, yeah, sure, right? sure, sure. like i think yeah. that, like you know you're gonna have sex what a couple times a week until you're dead maybe if you're lucky right some people like once a month well, and we had die. that one episode where we counted didn't we how much jism no, yeah, we, we tried to we add jazz we tried to add we our jazz that was bad yeah don't do that a lot what? of jazz and subtraction that was, yeah that was you might have been gone that month I we tried fucking, to, thank god for we tried that. i think Fuck. we tried to end up how, how much jism you make in a lifetime yeah. Yeah. oh yeah it's probably like gallons, was that the ghost uh, oh it was because of the ghost, ghost. Well, that's oh, how much ghost semen is in the world like how much how many semens are in a single jazz yeah ghostbusters too they show it it's all pink and weird well it's no the question was like if life starts the fucking statue liberty with it if life starts at conception if life starts at conception then uh, uh, I would say I re- rewind a little more. Life starts with the the small men soldiers that live inside your penile. The jazz, yeah. And then you squirt those boys out. They don't go anywhere. Only the, one of them gets the egg and yeah. Wins. Those little Warhammer forty k boys. Yeah, you got to get one of them in there. The, the sharpest point. Yeah, ninety nine of the Pikmin die in the air and they become Pikmin ghosts. Yeah. That means if you believe in ghosts, uh, then there's ghosts. There's ghosts come everywhere. Yep. That's yeah. That no, was, I that was, really. Um, I, you brought it. You brought I it back. Apologize. I know it's bad. It was bad. You know, I think it's funny that Myth Bu- Mythbusters is not a show anymore, but this show is. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is like like myth builders. Well, we also, never fired a cannonball accidentally through some guy's house on Treasure Island, so but we to don't this, have to get canceled. To, to, to Brian's point and this kid's point, you can be having fucking crazy sex with a person. Yeah, and the longer you're with them, the crazier they get, and yeah. you just kind of go. Uh oh! Yeah, I gotta pull the ripcord. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah. Fuck. Max is looking so, at me because he knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Scott and I both had like our our fucking angry like former fat kid revenge sex with the world. Yeah, we're just really doing like Tasmanian devils, uh, just spinning around doing things through walls and other things. Um, but like when I. <sighs> I tried to break up with Jen really early on on the basis that I needed to be a free spirit in the summertime and I wanted to go out and, and do other stuff. And then we like – and she was like, well, all right. I mean you're cool. Like you want to hang out still? And I was like, yeah, totally. And then like we went yeah, to babe. some party together and I was like, can we like uh, – Jesus fucking Christ. Can we just like – I'm really attracted to you. And she's like, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. And then we wound up, and she's like, and now we're getting married, so I don't know what the story is there. It worked out. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But also the reality is, like, the first time we hung out, like, our our first two nights together, like, we, she was like, hey, like, I'm, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't fuck around like that. Like, uh, more than happy to spend the night, but, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that dick stuff. I'm not that kind of girl. That, with that pongus you got there. A lot of my long relationships started like that, too. Yeah. Like totally like um 
you know, not like rabid cougar fucking people just like fighting behind a barn. It was just like, <laughs> it's like, oh, let's give it a few days. Like, I don't really just like blow, yeah. blow random dudes' dicks that I find out there. Yeah. Also, I think it's funny that you guys had to like lose weight to have revenge sex because I was having just shitty fat sex. For years. <laughs> just put my fat fucking body and tits on women. They're like, oh, God, I guess I have to because yeah. it's late. Yabba dabba do. Yeah. He's the last man at the bar. I'll blow him. <laughs> Just thinking like fucking Jaegerators and shit like that. Like wearing a Wu Tang shirt. Oh, you, oh, you you were referring to yourself. Yeah, I thought, yeah. You, I thought you were like, oh wow. Okay, no, bro. not them. No, it's me. No. Dude, I'm, I'm I would love it for like our 500th episode. You're like, yeah, great news, everybody. I'm bisexual as shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Sucking dick. Like yeah. Right. I'd be like, good, go, good, good for you, man. Go on it. Sorry, I'm late. Oh, I was good. tugging on a few flutes down at Roundy's. I also like how you said for our 500th episode episode like you just you say that on beyond 500 oh yeah like, yeah we're just a few episodes no, I feel like, that. yo i got a confession <laughs> wu-tang clan is my favorite band because it's 10 men there's so many men i love them they're beautiful as anyway I'm, as i'm like i think the last of us too sounds great i also like fucking pussy it's all great if i ever make Dude, a statement I'm... like that the biggest question all of you should have with me is wait you think Wu Tang's a band? <laughs> I like that. Uh, all right, so we got a lot of answers from Ryan on that, and the last few questions. So we'll keep on moving. Uh, Glenn, the answer is she was she was too into raves, and I couldn't handle it. Glenn Camerling uh, asks. I gave you my answers. Wow, are you right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you like? Did you swallow a it's message like in the a, bottle? Like a small chihuahua. Yeah. I gave you my answers. You sound like three kids trying to get a bank loan dressed up in a fucking. A we did that already. Yeah, I, that's for sure. Uh, Glenn Clint Camerling says, "Did the town or area that you lived in have any annual events that you always Vintage enjoyed festival. going to growing up as a kid?" The goddamn corn festival. You, we got to get to the question mark, Scott, and then we can blow out the answers. You <laughs> okay. don't hit the buzzer until. What, what was your festival? Talking. I had a corn festival. What kind of festival did you have? Vintage festival. I had a vintage dance. vintage vintage. Because I You're not gonna tell me the fucking picture. ox roast? You're in the junk! The ox roast is cool because you have the hit the road jack race before. But <laughs> what? <laughs> You're making shit up. This is making shit up. I'm not making really? shit up. I'm not making shit up. So every year in September there's a two day festival called the Vintage Festival. It's when they pick all the grapes and, and it's like, Oh, they're making wine. Yep. But they have they have the salami toss where you get to throw potatoes and hanging salami. What? You've never seen the salami toss in the no, plaza? I don't go to that shit. You know that weird the parachute they, they bring it out on fourth of July now. It's like that camouflage parachute pen for the Boy Scouts and they it's hang a, a bunch of camouflage parachute, I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> and they hang a bunch of salami salami's up and you throw potatoes at them if you hit a, if you hit a salami you get a salami throw it throw a salami at your mommy or something like what wait you throw a potato at a salami they have they have like hanging hanging gallo salamis like, I'm, sorry scott hold on I'm for a by second. ropes hold on and scott, then if you, scott scott shut the fuck up for a second what i fucking grew up in snow i have no idea what he's talking about <laughs> this, is this a real thing this is a real thing it's been going on since before i was born okay because it sounds like you've been having a stroke for no. since 30 <laughs> salami seconds. i'm pretty sure this is some weird occult shit that i wasn't invited no, dude, to the salami I'm toss is real new and uh the salami it, toss is real yeah. does it have yeah. like massively gay subtext to it or i mean i played it, the well, i mean there's leather daddies there with their with their fucking ball gags and little <laughs> 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 It's a, it's a hard thing to intro with, with, um, with the ball gag. Yeah, 
So they have rural rules. <laughs> <laughs> so they have that, and then um, there's also a parade, and then <laughs> all right, a, getting normal. There's a bucket fight between. Nope, lost bucket me. fight. Um, just <laughs> people fight with Marty, 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 Marty. Marty. So what the, what the put, fuck is what the fuck put is a it? giant? Just, they put a 55 gallon barrel. In the middle of the street, and they have two, two of the the two firehouses in town fight each other with fire hoses, and they play soccer with a fifty-five gallon drum in the middle of the street. Oh my Are you god! Fucking kidding Are you? Me? I'm not kidding they you. They still, do this. They, they still, still do that. Yes, they still do that. It's fucking awesome. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that's true. Okay, the next time somebody from the Midwest sends us a letter and they're like, "You fucking Californians and your liberal bubble," listen to this story. That's but then on right But now. then also the other. That's fun, about as redneck as it gets. Another fun thing they do <laughs> is the international pillow fighting championships in Kenwood on Fourth oh, of July. That's pretty awesome. They do that in New York City. Actually, day. you can see if you watch Love on Netflix the episode the, in season two, the episode where Mickey is in the the mansion. She's wearing the Kenwood pillow yeah, fight dude, championship come on, shirt. Come on, Kenwood sucks. Kenwood does suck, but that part rules because like, it's, it's a bunch of people. Kenwood. It's a bunch of. Shout out hot, to Brandon Gabe. Yeah, it's a bunch of fat, hot, Cam. like fat motorcycle dudes uh, getting on a greased pole and <laughs> whipping each other with wet pillows over a moat of Kenwood mud. Kenwood is a place. Whoa, whoa, what? Yes. <laughs> Damn it. Hold on, hold on. Because no, I lived in New York City. New York City has a pillow fight yeah. in Union Square every year where everybody gets pillows. They fight each other and there's fucking feathers everywhere and then they go away and it's really funny. Yeah, yeah. I, there's nothing about anybody tied no. to a pole no. or a boat. Kenwood pillow fight is there is a metal pole over a a moat and it's it's a greased metal pole in it, it's like 90 to 100 degrees outside so it's a hot greased metal pole that sounds awful yeah, and the pillows man. are not soft pillows they're soaking wet and they're beating each other with these pillows on what? this greasy pole over this mud moat that if you get hit off you get you a get a concussion by getting hit in the head with a wet pillow and then you fall into water and hopefully don't drown it sounds Jesus like the Christ. sequel to gladiator it's fucking what, awesome what is this i'm yeah. surprised there aren't like a bunch of grape and if you suck they throw YouTube. beer at you <laughs> yeah kenwood's a weird place man <laughs> I, I like game I like, thrones ass that's you, if you want to uh, support, if you want to support kenwood uh, head to your local uh, your winery or whatever your, your wine yeah. store devmo whatever Whatever, Safeway, I don't know. And the Vintage just, Festival has two just, parades. There's literally parade. there's there's the titular wine Kenwood. So yeah. go grab some of that shit. It's got a wolf. No, I don't want to support that thing. No, I don't want that to go at all. Now they're cool. They got the a lot of My friends, my friends live there. It's cool. Yeah. What about what's the corn festival, Marty? Uh, where I grew up at Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, we were <laughs> they called like us the corn capital of America. We grew a lot yeah. of corn. Every August we'd do the corn festival. Uh, the thing I didn't realize, I went there like every year when I was a kid, and I stopped going for like ten years. And when I visited home like five or six years ago, we went and I realized so you'd buy corn, it'd be buttered, and then you'd go to this tree, and from the tree were hanging hundreds of salt and pepper shakers. And I walked up to that tree and I was like Oh, that that just looks like a lynching tree now. Oh my god! And I said that to my parents, and they're like, "Oh my god, it does!" And I'm like, "How does no one else see? Yeah. that this is horrible. And how did it take me leaving for ten years and coming back? I mean, maybe that's what it was. Freaking I left SJW, for ten years, San Francisco. <laughs> I mean, I still I've, I've trained. I've trained in the ways of social justice warfare. Yeah, and I've returned to wage war on your salt and pepper tree. <laughs> that being said, I still corn I still used the salt and pepper because I thought it, it made it delicious. It, it makes it helps the corn. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's really weird because yeah. like uh, trees are sort of like the shelves of 
the outside. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so, but like, what about coral reefs? They're made of idiot. a idiot. They're made of a similar Don't material. Don't forget the fucking coral reefs. Coral reefs are the shoe racks of the sea. I think they literally say that they have shelves in there. No, I mean, like, if you're outside and you want to hang stuff on something, a tree is a good place. Yeah, what about Until some racists ruin that. Fucking deer yeah. antlers. Like, you can't shit. put anything in a tree anymore What about without... those dumbass mushrooms that grow out of the trees and, like, shelf Why would you put your stuff on that? That's disgusting. You don't want to touch those mushrooms. Not, like, funny yeah. mushrooms, but, like, the We've hard, got some photos of the weird pillow fight to show you guys. Oh, great. Look great. closely that at your... disgusting. MP3 yeah, that just, that just looks like some kind of... Uh, if, and they if, sit on a wet pole? They if, sit on a wet, greasy pole. Jonathan Davis and Fieldy from Corn uh, <laughs> planned a, a vacation How spot. How is that not what the Corn Festival Looks like. <laughs> that's, that's How did they bring far. a camera that can take beautiful HDR photos there without it getting hit in the bag that's with from, a wet pillow? That's, that's from Reuters. Wild and crazy adults. That's from Reuters. It is. Um, God. God. I don't even know what to say to that. This is horrible. <laughs> um, I mean, I talked about the uh, the the San Gennaro Fair a couple. Of, hey, San Gennaro. Hey. The fucking, they did this we got thing. A, we got a merry-go-round you got to do with bicycle it's shit. It's the fucking worst. They did this in Hoboken, New Jersey, overlooking New York City. You which was always just like that's the big city this is a bunch of garbage <laughs> like they did a festival i felt like it was six times a year it was only once uh we, i was on the official wikipedia page for san Gennaro fair for a while because i talked about but this there in the are multiple san Gennaro yeah. fairs are there really oh yeah every there's town one in has LA. a san Gennaro yeah. fair. <laughs> every town has a guy yeah. named giuseppe selling invisible dog leashes well i think i was on I, foam lizards i think i was every on the hoboken has got one. a chinatown but yeah i talked about this on the games wasn't the san Gennaro that guy from Star Wars episode one that couldn't get his pod his pod racing uh, yeah, crap that's started. San, yep. San, San uh, Generaderos. Yep, yep, that totally checks out. Ben Guantaneros. But no, I don't even know what it was. It was like a religious festival slash street festival where a bunch of like fucking greasy Italian kids, present company included, would just go like get in fist fights and buy uh, fucking oh. bagged goldfish and dead turtles and shit <laughs> like that. And like bootleg wrestling figures and like, I don't know, we'd get like silly string and eggs and just hit people like fucking kids it's like You're when you cool little new jersey street fighter it level. was a 1980s version of like the flash flashbacks you see it like in like italian gangster movies <laughs> where like there's a bunch of kids dressed up really nice because their parents make them dress like fucking sailors and they're right. like eight and then the the festival itself was they would make these things called zeppelis which are these fucking like little pastries and then they're fra- fra- fucking Dude, powdered I fucking, balls i fucking love when you just roll out this italian shit yeah it's fucking like, insane and oh, so then they would bring in this these lore fucking like 70 or 80 of these like fucking wops would just come out of the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking, they fucking they had fucking vowels at the end of their yeah. names and Y's salud. and shit. Yeah, salud, salud. salud. Just these fucking guys. They're the scummiest guys in the world. But they, they brought it all together once a year for the fucking San Gennaro Fair. And they would get this fucking carcass skeleton statue of a fucking, of the Virgin Mary. Like, oh, the fuck, you know, you never had sex, but a fucking made a baby. They just get this, bring this thing out like this fucking, <laughs> like this, like Egyptian throne. Yeah. Thing weighed 200 pounds. It was covered in golden flowers yep. and yep. shitty jewels yep. that fake for poor rich people would. You were give. describing this accurately because yeah. I've been to the San Francisco San Gennaro. And they would carry times. this around and just fucking shit. Bad music would play like violins and baguettes and shit. Just bi- yeah. garbage. My favorite instruments. Just Things string. are bad if you're playing out of bread. <laughs> strings and if you're Italian, strings and winds and shit yeah. like that would just all happen at the same time. Like, nice, nice weed instrument. And there's 10 people walked in the street And a bunch of other fucking wops Like a goddamn zombie movie (laughs) Would fucking follow this thing And we would be like Mom, what are we doing? And she'd be like, oh, 
bippity boppity. We're following the we're following the the fucking the thing, the fucking Virgin Mary over there. And we'd be like, "But why, mom?" And she'd be like, "Well, because that's what we do." And we'd be like, "But why is everyone doing this? We are not accomplishing anything, and it's not really her. It's a fake effigy." And she'd be like, "Shh." <laughs> you know Shut energy? up and I'll, I'll buy I'll buy you a goldfish and a, a fucking zeppelin. It sounds like a very yeah. elaborate because I said so. And then yeah. like so when you're when you're five you're trapped and you can't do anything. But when you're ten your parents are like all right meet back at the at the end of the fucking thing with the thing. And between where you left the statue and the very end where they had like some whoppity little stage where some, <laughs> guy, some guy in a clown outfit would get on stage and play a broken violin or some shit. There was like a what felt like sixty miles of double dragon. Italian mode, right? Where it was just like you and just a bunch of whoppy street kids. Did you have carna- do you have carnival games? Oh yeah, all sorts yeah, of shit. Yeah. Car- so they give you yeah. like five bucks each. You'd go out, you try to punch get a whole a clown shitload of tickets. You yeah. could stick your hand in a treasure chest filled with sawdust and so pull out a spider ring. You'd win all this shit. You'd win. You'd win th- fucking three bags of fish. You'd have like a fucking a bunch. Of, your fingers are covered in fucking pastry dough and shit like yep. that. You have fucking silly string that you're hitting people's shirts with. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's throwing eggs. Invisible you're, ink. There's some, some kid in the side selling like stink bombs and smoke bombs. Yeah. And shit like that. So you are fucking weaponized by the end of this run. Yep. This fucking trench run. By the end, you have get the bomb bags. You have fish. You have bomb bags. You have fireworks. You have fucking bootleg wrestling action figures, like you know the Macho Mar and Randy Savage and shit like that. <laughs> and your hands are covered in fucking it was cream Macho Mar and, and gelatin Randy and shit like that. And there's blood. One of your friends has blood because you're like, what happened? He's like, I got fucking stabbed. I don't even know fucking. Like another guy punches another guy in the face. My little brother, there's who a kid was, with the vampire uh, blood capsules too. My, my youngest brother Eric, who you got drunk with was fucking he was three and a half three and a half and we were like we were fucking around on this playground we had all these like fucking fireworks and nunchucks and shit like that yeah <laughs> and there's this like this kid who was like same age as him but hispanic kid he had a fucking like full beard <laughs> <laughs> goatee gold chains and shit like what that what are you wops doing here and he's like hey, uh you guys uh you guys fight and we're like yeah we, we like to fight well my brother's really into fighting like it meant like when we go home we like wrestle with yeah. each other we watch wrestling and like we pretend to elbow each other but no one ever really gets hurt because both of our parents are intact and we know back boundaries and this kid was like yeah if uh if if you want if you guys want to fight and me and your brother can fight and we were like yeah our brother can beat you up thinking they would just do like a a wrestle or something like that and this dude just winds his arm back and fucking cold clocks my brother in the face (laughs) like a three-year-old kid punched another three-year-old kid in the face so hard that his fucking nose burst open there's blood all over his shirt and the mother runs over and my dad runs over and he's like you're fucking kid just punched my son in the face and the lady's like you fucking kid's a pussy and they start yelling wow. at each other and now my dad's yelling at a woman in the street my little, little brother's covered in, in blood I've got like nunchucks and gelatin in my hands <laughs> and my mom's like we gotta leave the fucking San Gennaro fair and we all get in the car and go home yeah well, that's, that's, isn't that that's, that's, that's great that's why they moved here from Italy in the first place and that's why I'm, I'm agnostic <laughs> <laughs> Fucking a man. Yeah. God damn it. We did right. it. How are we doing? Right. How are we doing? Are we We're, good. Well, We're um, good. Good. Sunnyvale has a, an annual art and wine festival, but it's always annoying because they close off streets. I want to drive through. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's why I'm agnostic. I you hate know art and I hate wine. Ryan, I hate good it, food. I hate good wine. To the Benihana. <laughs> give it like 40 years and you can just drive through those streets and and they'll be like, <laughs> they'll be like this man tried to kill all these people and you'd be like, I just wanted, I just wanted to drive to Wal- to Walden Books and they'll yeah. be like, 
that hasn't been there for 90 years. <laughs> you know when, like, when you're playing a lot of Mario Kart and you've been playing, like, in Mario's cart and you got a handle of things, but then you get crazy with it and you switch to, like, Baby Peach and you get in, like, Waluigi's, like, fucking monster truck that, and it doesn't feel right? That's how Ryan drives always. <laughs> like, when you... Ryan's car, it's just, like, it's always just, like, watching a hovercraft start up or it's just, like, this rickety fucking... Like, the I, hell are you talking about? I, so, I... I I, I've been in in the in the car of friends who were like forty shots in, who were like, "I swear I can drive," and I felt safer than like going a you know subway what? with you. I, I I will. How many car accidents do you think I've ever been in? Two. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I've seen your old car. It had a lot of battle damage, like a Mad Max. It was like yeah. if uh, you know Dale Earnhardt and, and George Miller teamed up on designing a vehicle together. Yeah, uh, I mean Helen Keller never shot anyone, but if, if she had a gun in the apartment, she probably would have. It's, it's more the fact that you you make a lot of noises. Like you'll start the car, and you're like, oh, oh, what? Oh, I don't. And you're like, you'll push the seat back, and you're like, ha ha, and you're like, then you'll like shift it out of park, and you're like, oh. Ah, here we go. What, what no, we're saying yeah, is that you're. What we're saying is that you're definitely going to drive into an orphanage in your sixties. Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> nobody needs to see this art. <laughs> <laughs> you probably drive through a painting of a landscape. Yeah. Clear out, you layabouts. The There'll be like a landscape at the very beginning, and you'll be like, "I thought that was the horizon," and they'll be like, "Oh, well, he's been lived here for ninety years." Yeah. He, yeah, you, you got to really fault the artists, honestly. The, the, the chief of police police will be like, "Quick, draw a tunnel on that rock wall. Yeah. We if, can stop him." If 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 you die without <laughs> driving through two men carrying a large pane of glass across the street and at least three chickens at one point, then I don't I don't believe in the universe anymore. Well, get ready to disbelieve. <laughs> hey, Ryan, Ryan, for my bachelor party, will you uh, will you fuck up a truck full of watermelons? <laughs> <laughs> Only for you. Uh, you have to hit a fire hydrant with your car just kind of crooked so it pops the top off and water shoots. In get the away air. from that, you kids. That's city water. <laughs> oh, man. I just want to see you drive down a street that's like real life paper boy because I think that's what you God. see with your mom. Oh, no. Mummies. <laughs> well, anyway, oh, no. Mummies is the perfect way to end this week's episode. So thank you so much for listening. It was very special what we did today with our mouths and hands and parts and such. Thank you for enjoying our treasures and charms that we've displaced in your funny little oh, ear holes. Fucked up flesh jazz. <laughs> Watch out for hula hoops rolling down the sidewalk. I'm glad we got to talk about uh, evil dogs. all those fun things, such as the corn festival and that weird wet pole that the men hit each other on, and depression. <laughs> and the San Gennaro Fair, which no one yeah. should ever go to. Yep, that was a walk that we all did together. So thank you so much for listening. At this point in time in the universe, you know where to find our other shows, but just in case you don't, listen to yep. the other episodes. We explained it very well. Yep. Uh, Good night. You did it, and we've done it together. And now it's time for you to go on and do it to someone else. Yeah. What? (laughs) (laughs) The Comedy Button is executive produced by Andrew Rowland, Luis Concato, Paul Grabovac, Laura K. Buzz, Matt Shotroff, Paula Schultz, and Curtis Brusca. If you'd like to hear your name here, become an executive producer on patreon.com slash comedy button. 